Hey, it's your boy Javante Davis. Just finished my interview with Hollywood Unlocked on Sensor. It went great. You know, I love the guys. A lot of amazing stuff. Like, they had good questions. I would love to come back. What up, everybody? This is Jason Lee, and this is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. It's your boy, Giovanni. Hold on. And we got uh, the, the cha- Are you the champ now? Yeah, I'm the champ. Okay, we two got time the, champ. Okay, we got the two time champ, uh, Javonta Davis, in the building. Yes, sir. What's good? Okay, so the last time I interviewed you it was me, you, and Floyd sitting in his kitchen talking about the McGregor fight. Mm-hmm. And you were scheduled to fight the next day, and I went up there to watch you and support you, and you didn't make weight. What happened? Uh, just messing around with Floyd, you know. Um, just didn't make weight. <laughs> so like what? Ha- okay, so I don't know boxing. All I know is you and Floyd. So when when a boxer doesn't make weight, I mean you were the champ at the time, right? Yeah. You had the belt. Mm-hmm. Did you get the belt when we were in New York at the Barclays? Yeah. Okay, which was the first time I had seen you fight in person, and I think it was the first time I've seen a boxer fight that reminded me of Mike Tyson because you were like beating the shit out the guy. It was hurting me, and I was like four <laughs> rows back. So when you got the title in New York, you were the what? What championship belt was that? Uh, IBF. Okay, so the IBF featherweight, or was super it super featherweight? I, super, super featherweight. I mean, light, super light, right? No, Nigga, don't please don't don't please don't act like you know what boxing. We don't know nothing <laughs> about. I'm boxing. asking a goddamn question. <laughs> <laughs> you, that means you super light, huh? Nigga, not a feather in our pillow. <laughs> anyway, all right. So you're so you're the champ, and then you get there, and because I remember we were together, like I think the night before. So when you get there and you don't make weight, how do you feel at like, how does that feel at that moment? Just messed up because, you know, um, I left, I let everybody everybody down, you know, so it was messed up. Then also, I didn't perform right, so I got a lot of backlash, you know, me being Floyd fighter, you know, and not looking good and lost weight. And at that time, I was around Floyd 20, um, 24-7, so... It, it bet last on me and Floyd, you mm-hmm. know, and the whole company. So, but you were off like what? What a pound? No, I was off like two, two pounds, pounds. Two pounds. Yeah, yeah. So you couldn't just like throw up or something or take <laughs> a shit. I mean, I don't know how that works. <laughs> no, it was hard. And wa- it wasn't waterway, huh? No, it wasn't waterway. Oh shit. Okay, so we started forward. Let's go all the way back. So you're from Baltimore, Maryland. You're one of the. Uh, you're a proud, proud person from Baltimore, Maryland, because you promote your city probably more yeah, than yeah. anybody. Yeah. Tell me about your childhood because, like you, like me, I was in foster care. You were a, you're a product of foster care. Mm-hmm. What t- talk about your just your upbringing? Because a lot of our people may not know you outside of boxing and know your story. Um, I actually, you know, my father and mother was on drugs, and you know, um, we, me and my brothers got taken away from our mother when we was young, and uh, we went through foster care and things like that. We were split up. So once we once we came from foster care, our our grandmother got us. You know, from there, you know, we was new kid on the block, new kid on school. So I used to fight all the time. Like I used to fight my brother, battle and everything. Mm-hmm. And he older than me, you know. So one day I was fighting in front of my doorstep, and my uncle came out there, and he was like, uh, he told me to break it up. And he broke it up, and then he took me to the gym from there. So once he took me to the gym, I was getting the love. At the gym that I need at home, so wow. and there was kids around and things like that. So, so do you feel I like, stuck in there? Yeah. So you feel like a lot of that spawned? Did you have anger problems? Because I have anger issues. Did that yeah. come from anger issues? Not having your mom or your parents and going through the system. What spawned that anger for you to be fighting your own brother um, like that? 
not not now. I I think like I'm old enough and you know I know right from wrong. So I don't think that's a big issue now. Like people say that you know you should still have it, but I, I don't think that's a big issue because you're older now. I'm doing stuff. You know I'm doing stuff positive and you know my brothers and them still you know get smoking stuff like that. But I think that you know I know my I know right from wrong and. I'm doing good right now. So so when you were fighting your brother back then, were you fighting the way you fight now? Like beating people up the way that yeah. you beat? Really? Yeah, I was always aggressive. This always. is without gloves, though. Yeah. So you always. were really hurting people. Yeah, I was always aggressive. Did you know then that you had the talent? Did you know then that you had the talent for boxing that you could shape it into something productive? Or were you just fighting? No, I was I was boxing back then, too. Okay, so okay. I was one of, I was one of the, the kids that was winning like all my fights, so... I knew I was good, and once I won my first championship when I was ten years old, I knew that I'd be champion. This wow. was crazy. It was crazy before I um, came to know you through Floyd and, and boxing professionally. Well, you were boxing professionally. I remember somebody sending me a video of you a long time ago, and they were like, "This motherfucker is kicking their ass." And I remember <laughs> going to your Instagram and just going through all the videos, and I was like, "Man, he's you know you you definitely have a commercial look. You <laughs> you know you were very." positive on your social media and you were you were beating people up so you've been fighting for how long professionally since you were what uh, old? since i was seven seven years old so that's about 16 years yeah okay so as a seven-year-old you just walk in the <laughs> ring and beat the shit out of another seven-year-old and go home I, yeah, kids, like, probably. yeah we were just fighting like around the whole jungle actually my coach's son one of my coach's sons we used to fight all the time and he was bigger than me you know so we was fighting actually we got into it outside of boxing and he, he wound up busting my nose and I was crying and my coach my coach one of my coaches was like you're not gonna fight because you're crying and then he was like my other coach my main coach he told me like you're gonna fight so I was I was crying like bad I was mad because he said I wouldn't box no more like I, I want to have I actually fight but you were crying because that was the passion you had for fighting yeah, because I was, he said I couldn't fight, not because I couldn't train and mm-hmm. things like that. So, so did you feel like having been through the foster care system and all that with your parents and all of that? Did you feel like fighting was your way out? Like, were you that committed to it because you felt like that was what was going to get you out of your situation? Uh, yeah, I think, I think boxing saved me. You know, um, my coach always told me like if I wasn't in boxing, that I would be like a killer, like. Cause he see it in my face. He said like how when I swing or how aggressive I am in the in the ring. So so for people that are listening that have never seen him fight, you have to go to YouTube or yeah. wherever the fuck his fights are. Because I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> when we were in New York, first of all, I have ADD. To sit down and watch anything is just whatever. And Floyd has a lot of boxers, but unlike all of them, you have the star quality. Like you mm-hmm. really. You were going up against, I don't know who that Mexican dude was in New York, but you were beating him so bad yeah. that I was sitting there saying, if somebody don't stop this fight, this kid is going to die. You kept beating him, and then you won. Did you? Was that the first time you won a championship belt? Yes. So how did it feel that night? Because I think Floyd got in the ring and said, basically, you were the next face of boxing. Yeah, I actually, you know, I felt, coming into the fight, I felt like everybody was against me. Like, even they was picking him to win. Like, the odds was crazy. So I felt like I was coming at like I was against everybody in that in that arena. So, but, but Floyd too, everybody like I blanked out like I, like it was just so it was. You were fighting. You did feel like you you were fighting, and it looked like you were proving something. Yeah, yeah that's what I was doing. So, so was it personal? 
Yeah, it was personal. <laughs> it was what's personal. Your, what's your mindset like when you walk into that ring, when you get in that square, and you're looking at this guy that's probably bigger than you, probably might be stronger, more arm lift? What's your mindset? Kill him. <laughs> yeah. I, Kill him. So yeah. when when you're hitting the person, because Floyd Floyd used to be more of an offensive fighter, but now towards the end of his career, he was more defensive, right? Yeah. You're offensive. Like, you're you're rushing them. You're not waiting for them to come to you. No. Damn, that's that 23-year-old shit, man. And Baltimore mentality. Yeah. You was fighting every day to live in the streets. Hell yeah. But that's yeah. where it goes back to reminding me of Tyson. Tyson didn't dance around in the ring. Tyson, just, like, as soon as that bell rang, he was in your face. I'm like, damn, nigga, we just fight. <laughs> so is that, so when a person is a, uh, an offensive fighter, is that typically earlier in their career, or does the body wear down as years go by and then you just switch up your style, or how does that work? No, I think how you was, how, how your trainer taught you. Mm -hmm. But Floyd, <clears throat> his father always was a uh, taught defense, so he was mostly... Uh, defense a fighter like he was sharp like with defense so mm -hmm. he basically a counter puncher so that's how I am but I'm aggressive so and you're throwing all those hits you're not getting tired no that's 23 crazy. man what's your yeah. diet like what's your what's your do you drink do you smoke no I don't drink or smoke you're gonna ask a professional fighter on the air if he drinks or smokes. Let's sit him. Let's fucking they, run our test and Jerry Smith. Okay, but they ain't allowed to drink or or well, shit, smoke. I don't know. I'm asking a goddamn question. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of drinking, you and um Adrian, <laughs> you and um Adrian were together the other night. I was in New York, laying in my bed watching TMZ, and you were you were. It looked like you were trying to save Adrian from himself. Yeah, because why would he? I I didn't want him to say that. Like. If 50 and Floyd got something going on, that's their business. So for those listening, Floyd Mayweather and 50 Cent have this big fight going on where people are posting crazy shit, and they caught Adrian and you coming out of a club. Adrian had been, he'd been <laughs> sipping a little bit too much, it looked like, and uh, they asked him what he thought about it, and he went on and on and on. But you No, were, they didn't ask him. He said that. He yeah. said, hold up. Yeah, I was like, I got something to say. Yeah. But it's yeah. funny because like, Tank was like the little brother trying to beg him to stop talking, but he just kept going. He just kept going. I didn't want him to say that at all. Like, that business is What did he business. say, though? Because I don't even know what he said. Basically, he was saying both men need to stop. He was weighing in and giving an opinion where he should just stay out of it. Yeah. Because it has nothing to do with him. Well, right. I will say this. I mean, I've met Adrian. It's my first time meeting you. You're a lot more humbler. You're a lot more humble. You're yeah. a lot more approachable. Yeah. What do you think that? What do you think that is? Is just because... Tank is not that. Tank ain't all that humble. Tank is a nice guy, but Tank, I saw Tank on South Beach. I'm telling you, all he needed... Was a flock of bitches, a cigar, <laughs> and a well, goddamn I guess, camera. I guess it depends on the environment, huh? No, I, I'm always humble. <laughs> uh, sometimes I might, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. See, you'll be the type of short dude somebody would see at a club and be like, hey, nigga, you in my way. And oh, then you no, turn, no, 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 no. No, no. Then you turn around and say, yeah. Get, you, you know, watch what you say to me. But they think they could get you and then die. No, I did. <laughs> Well, you you got his hands are registered, man. He, he'll Nobody will even people be trying me though, but you it don't go far. You get you get it, so it don't go far. Who shuts it down? You shut it down. Your homie shut it down. I shut it down. Wait, so people people regular people on the streets try you today? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yes. Do you think females and everything? They be just trying me. Do you think that's people that know who you are or still don't? Yeah, they know it? that I got an attitude problem. So <laughs> one, you say something, I go off. They want to be that one person, like yeah, I'm the nigga that. But yeah. have, but have, do you realize at this point you're rich? You have a lot to lose. You're a star. Do you realize? Now but I that, still have an attitude problem. Right, like. but nigga, you're not in Baltimore <laughs> walking. Okay, I have to tell a story real quick. I was in Baltimore. 
uh, Ted Roosevelt had this big thing with the unions. And so I had to go to West Union. I get in a taxi. They take me to West Union. I pull up at a stoplight. A 13-year-old kid tried to sell me crack while I was sitting in the taxi. <laughs> you told I, did. I, said, I was like, nigga, do I look like I smoke crack? But Baltimore is really rough. Yeah, yeah. Baltimore rough. So have you been able to leave the Baltimore mentality, though? Like, I'm not no. in Baltimore anymore. No. I think I got to, like, actually move from Baltimore. Like, I still be from Baltimore and Atlanta. I really want to move out here. Need, I am going to move out here. You need to move out here. This is where the stars yeah. are. You on yeah. your way. You're going to be in movies. You're going to be doing things. You get out here, start going to Le Petit Four. You're going to be bougie. Stay away from all that. Because, you know, the, the thing about it that frustrates me with people like a you or even a Floyd is that, like, God bless y'all out of everybody with a gift. So mm. why, you know, he blessed you to get out so you can be an example to mm. people to get out. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking about moving out here. Well, I am going to move out here. Because you know today's an anniversary, right? It was an anniversary. You got into a physical altercation last year on August 1st. Whoa. With somebody you got arrested. Remember, you got charged with... Uh, first degree? With first, first degree. degree. It got dropped, though. But it was, I guess, one of your what? friends you got into it with. Oh, so I was training, and my brother disrespected me. My oldest brother, the one I used to fight for, mm-hmm. disrespected my mother. So I said, uh-huh. when I see him... I'm going to knock him out. I told my mother that. <laughs> so I was training, and my mother told me that he coming to the gym, but don't hit him. I'm like, all right, cool. I was in the, I was in the ring training, and he came in there, and he tried to speak, so I didn't speak to him. So he spoke again. I didn't speak. He said, you need to start acting like a bitch-ass nigga like that. Oh, so, shit. So... My security was in the in the gym too, so he he didn't let me hit my brother, but his his homeboy was right there. So his homeboy had to take yeah, the L. So <laughs> the homeboy he had to get it. I'm telling everybody right now, if yo if, yo. You, if you are the reason why I get my ass kicked, we can't be friends no more. Yes, homeboy <laughs> took the L for him. Yeah, and I had gloves on. I knocked them smooth out. Oh my God! Yeah. And what'd you do? Look at your brother. Said that was supposed to be your ass. No, I, my, they threw him out the gym. <laughs> so, what's your brother's relationship with your mom like now? Better? Yeah, it's good. But we cool now. We what's cool your, now. What's your brother's relationship with his boy now? Uh, they not even cool. They for each other. They for each other. Yeah, so. I fought his ass too. We got, got my ass. Okay. Yeah. So recently, I was on your Instagram and I saw that you had a baby. Yeah, I did. Wow. So this is your it was is a daughter. Yes. So what did you name your baby? Giovanni. Okay, so they say that when people have kids, the kids change them. Do you feel, because I saw you saying like this was the best feeling you ever had and stuff like that. Do you feel like having the baby change you? Yeah, I'm actually, around her, I'm more softer. Really? Yeah, and also, I went through um, with my baby mother when she was having uh, the child. So my whole looks on women is, I have a lot of respect for them. They yeah. go through a lot in pregnancy. That's true. I'm a father myself. My daughter's 16, and when I first see my daughter born to this world, it yeah. changed my visual and everything. Was you there when she was born? Yeah, yeah. Fucked oh, you yeah. up. They, yeah. Had, they had a beautiful yeah. uh, baby shower. You know, they had yeah. did the whole pink theme thing. Mm-hmm. It was fire. <laughs> so, so where did this girl come from? Because I don't remember seeing you. Not that I know, because yeah. you're real private mm-hmm. too. Like mm-hmm. you're not messy. So I don't. I didn't know who you were involved with. Is this somebody that you? Wanted to have a baby with her Was this like Oops we Yeah nah She was the one That I wanted to have a baby with Actually I knew her for um, I was messing around with her With Five years Before uh-huh. before Floyd like okay. Before I signed with Floyd When I was only signed to Al Heyman 
So when you were with her, were you were you have you been able to at least sow your seed with the fans who I mean because girls are sliding in your DM talking about knock this pussy out because I see you <laughs> knocking people out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And when I took a picture with uh, uh, Trina, uh-huh. she all rumors came to her like me and Trina. Well, no, you and Trina yeah. were messing around. No, oh, no, Trina, oh, no, Miami Trina, the rapper. Yeah. Boy, no, if you don't, I, my ear. Hold on, where my ear at? My ear. <laughs> this ear is to the street. You and Trina had. Okay, so you and Trina were friends. We were cool. That was fucking. No, we wasn't. Oh, I go put that so, out. So you no. and Trina. Trina so, have a boyfriend. You had a girlfriend. <laughs> That's the best scenario to be in. <laughs> I just recently, I just recently <laughs> interviewed Nick Cannon. And he said that being a side nigga has been the best thing that's ever happened. Yeah, to him. yeah, Venice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll let you live. All right, so how is how how do you feel that the so you feel like the baby is um your daughter's helped you to appreciate women more? Yeah. No, no, no. Not the baby, but process. just the, yeah, the process. Okay. Just seeing her she was crying, she had cramps, and I'm like in the bed with her, like in the in the hospital bed with her, so I was knocked out. <laughs> okay, so uh let's get to it. So, you know, Floyd is one of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. Floyd uh how did your relationship with Floyd start? Because I've seen it. It's it's almost like a father son, mm-hmm. then a homie, then a mortal enemy, then a then an <laughs> online war. Like I don't know what's going on. And I never call him to ask him because I really feel like Floyd's relationships outside of ours don't like it has nothing to do with me. You yeah. know, and Al in the back, he has his relationship. We, we all have our relationships, but how did the relationship start where you went from doing your own thing to becoming a part of the whole money team or Floyd and Al Heyman world? Um, man, Floyd. I actually pulled the sign with Floyd. Uh, probably like two years before I signed with him, but uh, the guy that I was going through wasn't. He wasn't legit. I mean, so he he got kicked out around Floyd and things like that. So I actually went to um Vegas for Adrian versus Sean Porter. Mm-hmm. You know that fight. So once I was there, I sparred one of Floyd guys at the gym. Ooh, Jaleon or something? No, no, I spot um Devin Haney. Okay. So when I spot Devin Haney, um <clears throat> Floyd liked the way I fought, so um he called me he, he had his assistant that contact me uh I wanna say like within that same week. So mm-hmm. they called me back out there, they had me out there. He actually moved me out there. He has he bought me a car, a sixty thousand dollar car. Um a chain and a watch, all together probably like. Kind of whip was it? Shit. It was a Rolex. No car. What kind of whip? Oh, oh, a Jeep. Gotcha. Like, it was like a. Uh, I think I signed with him what, like, two thousand and fifteen mm-hmm. or sixteen. So it was like in that year. So me signing with him, he took me everywhere. It's, it's like we built a relationship. Like, mm-hmm. he, he was like a father. Like. He still is. So he looked at me like a son. His son's then box. So he gravitated to me more. So yeah, because he you went from. I mean, I, I mean, I've been around Floyd for probably four or five years, and mm-hmm. I remember there were a lot of boxers that were really close, and then there was you. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, so what? How did the relationship grow into you know you all just him supporting you and him being there for you to now you becoming a part of? Did you start with Al Heyman first? Yeah, I started with Al Heyman, and then I signed with Floyd. Okay. But just me being around, he always wanted me around him, and 
I liked it to be around him and things like that. So and he was he it was like me and him like he seen some he seen himself in, in me. Mm-hmm. So that would make like him like me a, a lot. Like he always when he wake up he call me things like that. So we built a father and son relationship. Were you a fan of Floyd as a boxer before? Of course. Yeah. <clears throat> Floyd Floyd was like a god in boxing, you know, to us growing up. So him signing with me. I mean, I'm signing with Floyd. It made like it was a good match. Well, and, go and and I uh, I wrote probably like 2000, like 12 or 13. Like I'm only gonna sign with Floyd. I'm not gonna sign with nobody else. And but around the time Floyd didn't have, I don't think he had uh, fighters at that time. Mayweather yeah. boxing all that. And then he went to jail. Mm-hmm. So what what part of him was um, the what part of Floyd? And the the fighter or the brand was it that attracted you to wanting to sign him? Was it the lifestyle? Was it the uh, coming from nothing and becoming the best, or or the fighting, or what was it? Just the lifestyle and the way he fight. He was like always a good fighter. Like I I watched Floyd when he was like my age, so he was real good at my age. So mm-hmm. I always watched that, and then I watched his lifestyle, his females they had around, like <laughs> jewelry, the money cars. I loved mm-hmm. it. And you said that I want all that. Yeah. Did did you think at the time that you can come from being poor or a foster kid or anything that you can get where you are right now? No, nah, I didn't. I used to ask myself like, is I'm because my my uncle, one of my uncles, he not he not blood related, but he's my uncle. Like he seen me grow up and things like that, and we look alike. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> he used to have a car, but my family never had no cars. So I used to ask myself like, is I'm gonna have a car when I get older mm-hmm. and things really? like that? Yeah. Okay, but you're. Are, before we go too far, are you? Are people now calling you and asking you for money? Like, do people call and say, "Can you pay for this? Can you buy me this?" And do you feel obligated to do shit? Because I hope you don't. No, nah, the only one can call me and ask me for money is uh, my mother, mother and my baby, my baby mother. Okay, mm-hmm. and you're yeah. and you're com- you're comfortable with that. Yeah, like, they can you, ask me for anything, and I give it to them. No homies, but, no but money. You, but yeah, that's what I was gonna I say. I really know. Yeah, my homies, but it's. I don't want to speak. Have you? Have you? Have you? Well, can I say something on that line? So you know, I'm gonna just talk like Floyd ain't ain't gonna listen. One of the biggest things that Floyd was always concerned about because I always think he thought of you as like a son. Mm -hmm. Like he really talked about you, like you know, privately. Mm -hmm. We talk, you know, we talk talk about you privately. Like you're the next, the big thing. You're his son. Like he was really proud. He's Mm -hmm. really proud of you. Still is. one of the things he used to always be concerned with was that you felt you needed to go back to the hood with the homies. Like he felt like you needed, you needed to be there, and I could understand growing up from Stockton. I mean, that sense of loyalty to your homies and people that been there with you. But did you did was that an issue then? Is it still an issue now? Um, it just like I come from that, so I, it's like the new life was I was like always running from it because I'm not used to it. You know, I'm used to the hood. Like I can still go to the hood right now with all my jewelry on and things like that, money and things like that, and I'd be comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I always that's what I did, you know what I mean. And then I was a I was away from that for like six months because I was around Floyd. Mm-hmm. And so once once I got too caught up, I was like I have to go back home. Like I wasn't even around my mother or. So my you girl. felt like to go back to what was normal. Safe, yeah, safe haven. So that's mm-hmm. where you felt comfortable. Yeah, I was I was super comfortable in my in like the hood. Mm-hmm. So the new lifestyle, it was like what I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like you didn't belong there? Yeah. Why? 
because that's where I come from. I come from the hood, so no, I'm why, used to that. Why didn't you feel like you belonged around? Because stepping into Floyd's world is very different for yeah. people that don't know, and mm-hmm. you can't really even explain it. Why did you feel like you didn't belong there? I just, I come from the hood, so the hood was all I knew. Like, they say out here, like L.A., like the drugs is like a party drug is coke. Mm-hmm. And the hood, if you do coke, we look at you like crazy. Right, okay. right. Yeah. I mean, like, if somebody asked me to do coke, I look at them like. Swear to God, true story. Somebody just came to my house today <laughs> with some weed when I got here from the airport and pulled out four things of cocaine. Talking about, can I use your restaurant? No. Yeah. Fucking cocaine. Yeah. That shit ruined my, my mom's life. No. Yeah. <laughs> now they mad at me in my text talking about they can't fuck with me no more because you can't bring coke in my house. That's funny. Do you, yeah. Have you found a way to discern, like, which one of your friends, like, Really, really need some money, or just like just asking. Uh, like, do you still got homies that like you grew up with that ain't doing too good that you know needed? You bless them, or do you have have you found that way to? Nah, I had homies that I did. I bought them cars before my mom, but, but my mom didn't know how to drive. Like, she still don't know how to drive. Mm-hmm. Like she, I bought her like a, a little hoodie because she keep crashing her cars. <laughs> no, for real, I don't want to spend no crazy money and she crash it. Right. I mean, so I got her a hoopty like to drive around <laughs> and things like that. No, what you, she know how to drive. You're a superstar. What you do now is you call Uber and you get her a lifetime Uber account and let her Uber anywhere she want to go so she get a driver yeah. and she ain't got to pay for it. Yeah. Oh, come on, we need to get this branded together. Okay, so you said you bought your friend's cars before your mom. Do you think that that was the thing that started the pressure between you and Floyd? Because I know, like, I can see from your angle where, you know, you're, you're, you started boxing on your own. You mm-hmm. came, grew up through it on your own. You, mm-hmm. you get in the ring by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as a man, being able to survive the streets of Baltimore, being able to get in the ring and fight on your own, it's kind of hard to then have somebody come in and try to be your parent. Yeah. Do you feel like him trying to influence you not to go back to the hood and do shit for people that you love was the start of you guys starting to have problems? Uh, yeah, sort of. Sort of. But did you feel like you could just talk to him about it and say, look, nigga, relax? <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like, that's just like, I'm telling my father, like, he, he going to always say, say, don't go. Because mm-hmm. he know it's bad for me and that's where I came from. So... And he know I get into, and I was getting into hella trouble when I go to the hood. Mm-hmm. So I was like fighting and all types of stuff, like having guns on me. Oh, wow. like that, so. so do you get the lesson that he was trying to give you then? Now do you get it? Yeah, now? I get it now. Okay, that's why I'm trying to. I'm moving out here. Okay. I think I, I'd be more better in LA than Baltimore. So when you were going off online, it was you and Josue and a couple other boxers just going in, really dissatisfied with Floyd. Somebody had tweeted. Uh, when your something when's your next fight or when you get out of your contract or something you said I want to know too or whatever would you and Floyd where are you at right now he just called me like 30 minutes before I got here you tell me you're coming here no <laughs> me neither <laughs> okay so do you, are you you guys are good now yeah we're great okay so you're signed to Mayweather promotions or to to Al Heyman I'm signed to both I'm signed to Al Heyman and Floyd Mayweather how does that work is Al your Manager. He's your manager and Floyd is your promoter. promoter. You got it good. Damn, you got mm-hmm. it super good. So how do you, because you're, you're, again, you're still the fighter that has to get in the ring and beat everybody up and you're the star. Yeah. So like, how do you manage those two powerful people to be in yeah. the middle of? How do you manage that? Um, It's a great feeling. You know, I, I always, grew, when I grew, I grew up in 
Like all the guys I was around, they were signed to. Well, the older guys were signed to Al Heyman. Mm-hmm. Like Adrian, Danny, everybody was signed to Al Heyman. I heard that he was a good manager, mm-hmm. so I always wanted. I always knew. Wait, that. but you know who Al Heyman is, though. Yeah, I know who. No, Al- beyond what you know, like mm-hmm. you know, he's like. Al yeah, 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 yeah. Al yeah. Heyman checks. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know what Al Heyman looks like, right? Yeah. Nobody in here does. I don't know yeah, who don't. the fuck that. I, I just know about him from Drake, rapping about him. No, Al Heyman, powerful. No, no like, Al Heyman can call, can call presidents. Yeah. Wow. He powerful. And so you understand the power that you have in terms of having. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And like I said, I did another uh, uh, interview uh, this past week, and I said that um, my daughter, who I want in her life, it's Al Heyman and Lauren Shavakin. Lauren Shavakin is a part of me. Who was so that? He, I work on my team as a, like, basically like a, a mentor. Like a life coach or something yeah, like that. Yeah, okay, yeah. that can help guide you. Yeah. Okay, so you're good friends with Meek Mill. Yeah. I'm a fan of Meek Mill. It's my homie. I'm more of a fan of Meek Mill now because of how he's taken the political stand against kind of what he's been going through with incarceration mm-hmm. and this unfair probation. What have you learned uh, from being around Meek or being friends with me, because I see you guys are really close. And he's been yeah. supportive. Of, both of you have been supportive of each other. Um, Meek Mill, we I asked, when I first came to LA, I w- it was with Meek Mill. You know, um, he come from the hood, so we clicked. You know, and I feel like he one of the realest dude that that rap in the in the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, so we always clicked. You know, he always supported me before, like before I was even big, and also when. Floyd fought, it was probably about like 2015. And he was like, I was in the, I was in the uh, stands and he was like, you gonna fight here one day, you know what I mean? And he was like, let's take a picture. But my phone was dead. So I was like, my phone dead, you know what I mean? Before I even got big, cause he actually signed somebody from Baltimore named Chino. That's like my homie, like we be, like best friends. Mm-hmm. So he signed Chino, so he always used to come to Baltimore. And Philly, like, probably like an hour away from Baltimore. So he always came to Baltimore. That's how we knew each other. So it was organic. He was there before the fame. And yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. So when you see him going through what he's going through, it's not new to you, right? I mean, you know from the hood that, 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 that the legal system isn't designed to help us, really. Yeah, but it's motivation. Like, if he can get through that and he making a way to get through it, I mean, it's... It's pushing me like what I'm going through ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pushing me. It helped me. And he was one of the guys that always helped me. Like, if I ain't want to go to the gym, listen to his music and things like that. And it drive me to go to the gym. So Adrian Broner is probably one of the few people in the industry that I try to stay away from. And, <laughs> and the reason isn't because, I mean, we've been on the jet together. You know, he'll sit there. I'll sit here. I'll, I'll be looking out the window because <laughs> I just, he's so... He comes off so unstable, unpredictable. <laughs> what is it that what is it that's created the bond between you two? Because you guys seem to be close and hang out, and I know he's supportive of you and you are with him. But like, he he seems like just a loose cannon. Yeah, he is. He is a loose cannon. But man, Adrian, Adrian, we've been together forever. So he was one of the guys that, uh, like, we was close. You know what I mean? And boxing. Way before. Yeah, way before. So, so before you were with Floyd or Al, yeah, you yeah, knew yeah. Adrian. Yeah. Okay. Actually, Al used to, I mean, uh, Adrian used to call Al and like, I would tank and things like that. And I used to tell Adrian, like, put in the word for me Got with it. Al. Okay. You know what I mean, so I always was around Adrian. I was probably like, I want to say like 14, 15 around Al. Mm-hmm. I mean, around Adrian. And also one time, um, my, my coach dropped me off and, Ohio, because 
they had a tournament in like another state. So he dropped me off in Ohio and um he dropped me off with, with Adrian. So I was with Adrian and I told my coach like I'm not coming back home and he had to come and get me. Mm-mm. So we were in the government forever. So you and Adrian are homies. Do you feel now, do you feel now that you're Floyd and he's Gervonta that you now have to parent him? Because the way you looked on the the, the TMZ the other day, it was like you <laughs> he, he, he said do crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I be having to, I already know what he gonna do. Like well, he, the, not to cut you off, the thing is like after Kanye lost his mother, he went off the Richter scale. When I started noticing Adrian kind of going off the Richter scales after his, he lost his first fight, yeah. after he being under fifty, do you think that had something to do with it? That, that whole was that was probably Madonna? so. Was that Madonna? I don't know who it was, yeah. but when he lost yeah. his yeah, okay. it was Madonna. When he lost his first fight after being undefeated, it just I don't know. He went into that Kanye. No, nah, he used to be wilder than that though. Oh wow, like super wild. He used to like knock people out and things like that, like pissing clubs. He used to be wild. <laughs> I remember he. I think he said something about the Mexicans. I mean, he literally says and does what he wants. I mean, the Madonna fight was pretty bad though. So do you look at yourself as a brand yet? Like, do you look at yourself like, okay, I want to become an entrepreneur in real estate. I'm, I mean, are you look, cause you're surrounded by two people that literally have changed, not just boxing, but entertainment mm-hmm. and money. Like yeah. Floyd and Al are just extremely powerful and brilliant at what they do. Have you looked at yourself? Do you look at yourself now and say, I'm a brand. I want to be a billionaire. I'm going to get into all these different things. Yes. That's another reason why I want to, you know, branch out to LA. I mean, I want to move here. So, I can build my brand and things like that, and you know, be a bigger person on my own, not connected to Floyd and mm-hmm. Al, but still, you know what I mean? Well, be connected to him, but not rely yeah, on yeah, him for yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does that yeah. brand look like to you? What is what do you see in the in the tank world? I feel like I can be big, like super big, be- if I stay focused. Because are you? I, I saw you and I got the hookup too. I saw you on set. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I was just there, and, and Master P told Adrian and me to. You know, being that same, like a same way, a girl bring a bottle up to the club, mm-hmm. I mean, to him in the club and things like that. Got you, got you. Okay, so now with your your baby here and your your baby mom, are you all together? You guys are together. Yeah, we're together. So you're not single. Uh. <laughs> you know, I like to throw a little curveball here. But anyway, <laughs> we'll move right along. <laughs> I got the answer right there. No, because if you move to LA, you know, like it's the girls here, no disrespect to all of you beautiful plastic bunnies running around. <laughs> These girls here were designed by a doctor in Beverly Hills to find a nigga like, like you. you to come up. Yeah, man. <laughs> You got the whole. Uh, I'll get you some good ones. I mean, the, wait, no, we got. I don't know if you're single. Call me. Look, you got the whole goddamn <laughs> LA starter kit, magnet, dot package, the change. <laughs> you got the change. You got the, the clothes. All you need is a bottle of Ciroc. And I think you got a Rolls Royce too, right? Yeah. Oh, push, push that thing out I here. Got, you gonna I be. I got that and uh, a Ferrari. Ferrari uh, four five eight. Yeah. Okay, ladies. Yep. It's a wrap for y'all. <laughs> so, so I want to go back to. Uh, um, Brooklyn when you were fighting at the Barclays. I remember watching you. I, well, I'm not going to get too deep. You know, I'm, I'm too in it to have a conversation mm-hmm, and yeah. not say everything. But I'll yeah. just say that I remember there was a lot of tension at the time between you and a lot of people. Yeah. And I remember when you got in there, the conversation on the sideline was, it's going to be a tough fight for, fan- for Tank. This gonna ooh, this one right here is going to be tough. And I remember when you got in, you didn't, I mean, it wasn't even like a glimpse of smiling or nothing. You just got in and whooped his ass. 
And then when you won, what I respected about you was even in the midst of proving everybody wrong, you didn't say, I told you so, or you weren't disrespectful. What is it that gives you the restraint to face like adversity or people who may be not necessarily as supportive or maybe setting you up, but not be nasty, rude, or, you know, disrespectful? Because I don't think that's the need on, like, in the public eye. You know what I mean? So if we got problems, if I'm if I have problems with anybody that like, I'm close to, I'm never going to latch out, like, out. I mean, I let I tell you in your face, or we can even fight. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, but I would never, I would never like do it like at that time, like on Showtime in front of millions of people. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like your buddy Adrian. Yeah, Adrian, <laughs> crazy. I remember the night that you were with Al, and you had. Uh, it was so funny because we were all trying to lure you to Floyd's house. I forgot what for. It was like day or two before the fight. And Al's assignment. Al had one job to do. Al's job was to bring you to the house. You never made it. Would you? Didn't he drop you off and drove off? Yeah, it went. Al, Al walked in the house and we were like, "Where's Tank?" And he was like, "He just drove off." <laughs> Why'd you do that? Why'd but you, you, but you know, remember. you know how like when your kids are rebelling, mm-hmm. like when people are just like, "I ain't about to deal with that," so I'm just out. It was one of those situations. But anyway, yeah. I'm glad I probably everybody. was hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I probably was hungry. Oh. Okay, so what do you think one of the biggest misconceptions are about you? Like, what do you think people think about you that's not true or that's maybe misunderstood? Probably just my boxing. They think I that's all I do is bang, but I can really box. Like, I could box like Floyd if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Defensively. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, all around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when you were fighting in, in Brooklyn, I remember the, the, the punches were being thrown so fast. How do you avoid getting hit? That's what I don't understand because, like, there were a couple where I swear I thought he was going to connect, but you dodged it. How do you – you just have really good defensive skills or Yeah, I've reaction? been doing it for seven – like, since I was seven. So, like, I could tell, like, how you position your body, like, how you going to throw the punch, things like that. So. so I had Cardi B here, and I could tell when she made money because she got her teeth done, and I could see you got <laughs> yours done. How much does it cost to get a smile like that because the smile looks expensive? Um, well, I'll pay – no, I only paid 15000 I only, only? fifteen thousand. Yeah. Only rich people. Ain't that rich people <laughs> shit? Yeah. Oh, she only paid fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. What you think about when Floyd got that eighteen million dollar watch? What was your first thought of your mind? He balling for real. His people on a whole different level. Did you see yourself buying something that extravagant? Nah, nah. What did you think when he told Fifty Cent that he needs to argue with his watch because they're on the same level? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Bo- both of them funny as hell. Yeah. Just going back and forth with each other. Like I just read that ca- uh, that caption. <laughs> they funny, like super funny. I actually like laugh at that caption because I, I don't I don't take it serious because I know they really like they close. So I just like they just beefing. So are you and Floyd now closer? You and Al Hammond closer where you can call him and say, this is some bullshit, fix it, get yeah, this together? You, do, yeah. you have that? I can, yeah. At first I wasn't, at first I wasn't, uh, that cl- when I signed the Al, I yeah. wasn't really like, I never talked to him on, how I talked to Al, I caught, I mean, I, I, t- I called somebody from his team, and it was like, Al is my manager, I'm about to go for a, a world title, I never spoke to him yet, <laughs> yeah. so that's when Al called me, yeah. and then we talked. But now you're, clo- now you're close enough, yeah, I'm the close relationship to- is real enough to where you can be real. Yeah, yeah. that's that's when you can really make things mm-hmm. happen, because I know in the early stages, 
it's figuring out that rhythm where you know because you know Floyd is a hothead too, and you a hothead, he a hothead. I'm a hot, everybody's a hothead around the. But Al is more he older, so he tell me like he'll tell me like you gotta chill out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He'll tell me that like you gotta calm down. And do you say to yourself like this is the one person I'm gonna always yeah, listen to? Al is the one that I, I listen to like. <laughs> Cause know Floyd too, but Al is the one that I really like. Yeah, I got changed. Like no, because Floyd said the same thing. He said, he said, I don't care what anybody say, but whatever I say, that's what I do. Yeah, and yeah, whatever I say, I I do it. So what is what is what is next for you? Like, when is your next fight? I fight in October. Oh wow! Yeah, me and Adrian fighting together. On the same card. Yeah, he fighting main event. I'm fighting Coke main event. Okay, so you you got the title back. Yeah. All right, so I'm starting to figure out these healthy habits. I am exactly two weeks away from turning 41, and my skin has never been better. I am now using BioClarity, as you know. I've been talking about it on the show. And um, I found that in my travels going to both um, Atlanta, New York, and Delaware, high-humidity places, that I had to switch up my regimen. So mm-hmm. I, lo- I looked at BioClarity to see what the options were. And I use the clear skin routine. And that's that's um, usually for like a combination of oily, oily. skin and mm-hmm. breakout prone skin. I broke out on my right side, went right and got to the left. So <laughs> what it is, three easy steps. Cleanse, treat, and restore. Um, it contains nourishing plant extracts like chamomile, green tea, cucumber, licorice root, oat, kernel, uh, plus flora, flora lux from chlorophyll. <laughs> All of these are things that... I know my mama was using. But anyway, that's what I'm using now. And, um, yeah, my skin is just better than ever. Well, that's good because I'm using the essentials routine. That's for normal or dry skin, even though I'm a little sweaty right now. But it's three easy steps. Cleanse, restore, hydrate. Contains hydrating plant extracts like chamomile, green tea, and everything that Jason said as well. It's hydrating but lightweight, so great for spring and right now, summertime. And this is the thing, people. People say, oh, they're just reading these off the paper. Yes, we are choosing brands that we believe can elevate your life or save you some money because you guys matter to us and the fact that you support our show. When we get opportunities to try new brands that work, we want to make sure we share them with you. So in order to get started on healthier habits with your skincare, just go to BioClarity.com and all of our listeners will get the first month for 50% off of a routine. Plus shipping is free. And it comes with a 100% risk-free uh-huh. money-back guarantee. So all you have to do is enter my code UNLOCKED, and you get that. And that's BioClarity.com, and enter my code UNLOCKED, and you get it. And if you don't like it, you can send it back. <laughs> You're going to love it. So when you didn't make weight, that means you literally had to relinquish your title. Yeah. I still, I think I still had the belt, but the, like... The, the title. Yeah, yeah. But somebody fighting for it Friday, tomorrow, and... I'm gonna call Al and ask him, can I fight for it? Like, when the champion won, whatever champion it is. To reclaim the yeah. or to keep the belt. Yeah, but I got a different belt now. Okay. And so, what is it? What type of person is it that you allow to become your friend now? I mean, Drake had said no new friends. I swear to God, I understand now yeah. why he said that because you never really know people's intentions. How do you let people in now? Like, what does it take to become your friend? Actually, my my new friend's been good. It's all my old homies that wow. train, yeah. Cause I like I'm coming from like, I didn't have nothing like I used to sleep on the floor, things like that. So, just saying, my my homies like they see that I, I I'm big now, mm-hmm. so they switch up. They switch up on me. All of them. Snoop said it best: you can't take everybody to the top with you, man. Yeah. And slowly as you get up there, people will start digging their own graves. Yeah. So are, it, so are you okay now with walking away from the old homies and realizing that you're still keeping it real? Yeah, I mean, if we beef, then that's what it is. Y'all can fight, but I'm so yeah. No, no, no. They cannot one, fight. No, one thing I would never do is fight my homeboy. Got you. Yeah, 
Like if we beef, I still wouldn't like. I would never. I would, would you never. just cut him off, dish yourself? Yeah, but. yeah. I would never fight my homeboy like ever. I never fought my because I know the advantage I got. If I hit one of my homeboys, they'd be sleep. So do you feel but, like? Do you feel still? Do you still feel like you have to go back to the hood? No. Because you know the way you can do that legally and make money is start a yeah, foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Start a foundation. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you can go back to the hood and you can get a tax write off and you can be doing good and yeah, then you I get need, right the hell up out of there. Yeah, I need to smart. I want to I actually want to do that. Well if like, you if you need help, I can help you. I worked in nonprofits. I would I would love to see you go back to the hood and yeah. help, but get out the hood. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. I wanna do that, actually. Do All like right. do it like three times a year. Or like two. Well, um, Fashion Nova, my friends at Fashion Nova are looking for nonprofits to put money into. So I'm I'm down to help. I'm here. Okay, so uh, do you have any other questions? No, man. I'm just I, I'm just cold as shit in here. I'm looking at this. <laughs> dude, what, I, I just want to know. Floyd, come on here and be. Well, you know, you you see the the eighteen. You I want. What do you got? I want to know what the value is. Everything right now. You can't uh, ask a man. I want to ask. <laughs> I'm asking. Nosy ass. Because Floyd be quick. Five. Uh... Doing the math in his head right now. Yeah, probably like uh, three hundred thousand. Everything. Yeah, three fifty. Okay, well, I mean, at least you still have it. So if ever you need to melt it, return it, <laughs> yeah, some shit. Yeah. Okay, so um, all right, so to all the ladies that live in the nine zero zero two eight area. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can slide in this DM. We're going to put it right here at the bottom. All right. Well, I'm glad we actually talked, man. You can come anytime and any way we can support you. I got your back. I'm glad that you and Floyd are getting that have figured that out because I know privately. See, I think I know about Floyd is he's stubborn as fuck. He ain't yeah. never going to say to your face when he's mad at you. I really, really love you. But I can tell you privately and he can tell you because he'd be talking about you to us is he really, really cares about you. Yeah. So he do. All right, well, when you get super, super rich and famous, don't act like you don't know this little show because nah. you know, we on our way hey, to big things, too. I appreciate you coming by, Tank. Yeah, appreciate Straight it up. for having me. All right, cool. All right, so I guess we'll just do a two-party uh, weekend recap. I've had a very busy week, uh, but first, let's start with you. What'd you do? Oh, my God. Well, as you know, my baby girl was here for about three weeks, and uh, she just How left. was that? Oh, my God. It was great, and it was horrible at the same goddamn time. And why? Because she burnt the hole, not in my pocket, but through my soul. That's how deep that pocket She's a teenager now, so... You know, she came out here. She was out here on a few dance scholarships. Um, it's just expensive. That girl can eat. Mm. She can eat. She's growing. She's a growing woman. She can eat, and she she has very expensive taste. You guys I don't did, know where you, she got that from. You guys did a video that I thought was really creative. You actually, your big ass was out there moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, could, man, I mean, I could it was dance. it was really creative. Did Thank you, you. Did you did you guys choreograph that together, or how that uh, work? Uh, my boy Jabari and myself, uh, my daughter just sat there and just learned it. Mm. Um, but, you know... I spent a lot of fucking money on this. <laughs> she went back with about eight pair of shoes. I had to buy a whole new suitcase mm. just for her to get on that plane, man. Well, it looked like she had a good time. It looked like you had a good time. I did. I needed that. I will say this. I needed that. Mm -hmm. Every time I feel like I'm going into that dark space or a depression, my daughter has a way um, of uh, getting me out of it, mm. you know. But now this is, I haven't seen her. She hasn't been out here in a year. I talk to my daughter all the time, every day, but. Living with her for these past almost month, I see that she's really growing and she's a teenager. She's going through those emotions. She's going through those phases where she thinks she knows everything. She thinks she's grown. Did you take Veronica Bang's advice last week about how not to fight with her about everything and let her? Yeah, I, I did. And did it, it worked. Work? It, it worked. We had a really, really deep heart to heart a few nights before she left. Uh, and we just kind of got everything out on the table, like on why dad left, why dad does this or 
you know, um, how I'm trying to do everything for not myself, but for you. And she understood. And she said some really sweet things to me. And it made me feel really good. She told me, Dad, I'm proud of you. I know who you are. I see you in these streets. Like, I know who my dad is. But no matter how many people come to me and say, oh, my God, your dad, your dad, that's your dad, your dad. She said, you're just still my dad. Mm. Well, that's good. And it, it warmed my soul. I don't have anybody talking to me like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I just realized my selfish ass, at least right now, don't want no kids because I'm just on a mission. I just can't. But I did spend this past week. I went to Miami for a few days with the team. And uh, we, we, I only seen Floyd for a day. But the next day, I went and celebrated with Winnie Harlow. She just turned 24 years old. Winnie Harlow is out in the street. She's a boss. She has she is making moves. David Grubman, who owns uh, Live and Komodo, uh, paid for this beautiful birthday Damn. dinner that we had in the 7th Street. It was there. Shout out to 7th Street. But we had a good time. Oh, Sergi Baca was there. Sergi Baca. Yeah, that's that name. He sound like you rich. Well, yeah, he's a basketball player. He's really rich. Okay, I don't it's know. It's like a sixty-five million dollar deal. But anyway, he's so fucking nice. We exchange numbers because he has a show where he has celebrities and people come on where they cook really crazy wild food and don't tell you what it is until they reveal it, and then you got to eat it. Oh no, I'm good on that. So I told him we're gonna do it. Who is we? We. What Hollywood a lot? The showcast. What kind of shit was you eating though? It could be anaconda. Oh no. It could be roaches. No. It could be, make it be whatever. But yeah, we're going to do it. So anyway, that was great. And then the next night I went to party with Trey Songs at 11. And I will tell you, I drank so much fucking Hennessy that <laughs> night. Look Trey, like now. I looked at Trey and I, I text Trey. I said, I now understand what it looks like to have a lion. No, to have a piece of meat surrounded by a bunch of lions. All of the women in the club want to fuck Trey. Yeah, he was at Star Hooker about a month ago, and it was the same thing. It was insane. I texted me, said, "Now you get it." I don't see what girls seeing that dude. Listen, Trey's attractive. Trey is Trey song. We gonna give it to him. Trey songs is attractive, and he has the right amount of, um, you know, that hair that goes between your belly button and your penis. <laughs> the happy trail. He has the happiest trail I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Just tell him from his pose. But anyway, shout out to Trey. He showed me a lot of love. It was literally me, the dude I came with, Trey, and a bunch you of girls. You said a spot called Eleven. It's eleven a club, yeah. And it was so funny because I, I did flex my cloud at the door. I get I get out the SUV with this fine ass boy, uh, and uh, I go up to the front, and the guy's like, "Yeah, you know, you gonna have to wait for Trey." I'm like, "No, I'm not waiting for nobody. Right. <laughs> I'm on TV, nigga." And the funny thing is, he didn't know who I was, but the guy that was running everything did. Was That's like, nah, the beauty cool. part about it. He was like, "I know that guy. He cool. Come on, you been in here before?" I'm like, "Yeah, nigga." I love when they do that to me. Can I give you a compliment? Yeah, I've been watching you. On Wild and Out, and you're doing really fucking good. Thank you. Like I really generally found I like I said before I watched your first episode that I watched, I said, I'm gonna watch this like I don't know him, like mm -hmm. I don't work with him. And you genuinely had me laughing. <laughs> oh, tonight's first of all, I wanna say to the viewers who think me and Gio don't like each other, that's funny. You did text <laughs> me privately too to tell me that I was doing a good job. And I do receive that because I was terrified. Like I don't I'm not a comic. I'm not a comic, I'm not a rapper. But I'm up there holding my own, and out of this season, I'd have to say I'm having the biggest moment so you look, far. You look, you looking, you look comfortable, and you're getting more comfortable every time I see an episode. It looks progressively like you're getting more, more and more confident. You're doing fucking good, man. I'll be thank you. I'll be honest with you. Well, tonight's episodes are hilarious. You're in the bed with a man. I see. If you look, but the funny part because this will have aired by then, so I'll say it. So Big Baby comes up to me and he's just like, okay, we're going to have fun. And, you know, and I'm terrified because I got to wear pajamas on TV and I'm in a onesie <laughs> and I got, and there's a bed on stage. I'm like, first of all, 
between both of us big niggas getting on that little ass bed, like, nigga, we can have a disastrous moment in front of television. So I, you know, I did some really interesting shit. Like, I went around and I poked the bed. You know, production wasn't watching, but I was, like, sitting <laughs> on the sturdy? bed. And I was laying on the bed. And I was, what's this bed made of? Is this Ikea? Because if it's Ikea bed, we not getting on the bed. Right. But anyway, once I realized what it was, it was so funny. He was just like, let's have fun with it, man. And, you know, whatever. So uh, when our, so I didn't know that I was going to go against him. When I saw our faces pop up on the thing, I'm like, oh, shit. They didn't put me in it. But we played it off. And uh, I had told myself I'm not getting in that bed with a man because I've I done so much gay shit this season. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he didn't know I was going to get in the bed. And I ended up getting in the bed. And you have to see. Uh, you'll see what happened. But it was so funny. But I'm having fun. But I'll be honest with you. Season 12 it was harder than season 11. I could believe that, man. They, man, there's some heavy hitters on there. and But I will say this. It's a lot of people in there that's just fillers i think that they're using just for their followers for to to promote because mm-hmm. there's a lot of big people on that i'm not gonna say their names that i have not seen touch the mic once <laughs> and i'm like okay that's weird but the heavy hitters like chico and carlos and 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 emmanuel they're so fucking good no no they're beasts they're brilliant yeah they i are. mean like i don't i mean i would like to say i vibe with everybody you know there's some people that i think have warmed up to me a little bit more now last season when i came in you know did i tell you how i introduced myself to everybody um, when you first went to camp? Yeah, we're sitting there all in the big circle. And so they're like, everybody introduce yourself. So all the young people, you know, the Rennies and them and people. Hi, I'm Rennie. I do this. I'm from this place. And, you know, this is why I'm doing this. And hi, I'm so-and-so. When I got to me, I said, hey, I'm 40. I'm gay. I'm an alcoholic. If you come for me, I'm going to come for you. But if not, we cool. Like, let's have a good time. I talk shit for a living. You know, that mm-hmm. and people, they warmed up to it. But what I love about the cast is they've been, they they welcome me in, like, first of the first season I was on last season that's airing now, they all welcomed me in. This season when I came back, I'll never forget Charlie Clips and Conceded walking up to me and said, bro, you fucking killed last season and all the vets have been talking about you. I'm like, oh, for real? Cool. But they've showed me a lot of love. So, And Justina calls me and people will call when I have the moments. But her. this season I've had a lot of good looks. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how season 12 pans out because I was really uncomfortable this season because we moved to Atlanta. It's a different vibe. You know, I... You know, you host a lot of venues, and you, mm-hmm. the audience matters. That's very fucking you, true. You know, New York was an uh, that audience was on fire. It was multicultural. Atlanta was just straight up. Are you twerking or not? Nah? Get him to come back to L.A. where it originated from. Yeah, but L.A. from what I heard didn't really give the reactions. Like they didn't give the energy. Mm. You know, but we're there. For, we're there for one more season. And then I don't know where the show's going to go or or whatever. I don't know how long I'm going to be on the show. But I have been receiving really good feedback. You've been doing great and good. Shout, shout out to you for having the Hollywood Unlocked branded on the back of the oh, You know I'm going to represent. All day. Okay, so other than that, I then flew to Delaware, and I had never been to Delaware. I was just about to say, that's so fucking random. Why are you in Delaware? Cardi and Offset's publicist, Patience, who's a good friend of mine, had a. she started a day party to support her interns. And the party was called Trap Stock. And I'm thinking, they ain't got no black people in Delaware. Did you know there were black people in Delaware? <laughs> Did you know that? Did you know that? <laughs> Are you dead serious I'm, right now? I'm serious. Did you know there are black people? There's niggas everywhere. No, but I mean like all black people. Their, their city's all black. In Delaware? And can I tell you the beautiful black people. Like these were beautiful. All shades of melanin were in uh, Delaware. I had never seen, you know, our people get together. You always have some crazy shit. You got Uncle Lou. You got, you know, she, she to be smoking the pot. She, Something's she. going on. <laughs> These people were so beautiful, but the funniest thing was I caught a train. You, no, I caught a I caught a, f- a flight to Philly. I took an Uber from Philly to Delaware. 
I then took an Uber to the party. So when I get to the party, it's on a farm. And so the Uber's driving me down this dirt road. And there's people lined up at cars and drinking and talking or whatever. And there's a car blocking the, the pathway to get to the front halfway up this dirt road. So I have to get out the Uber and walk from there to the front of the party. So I'm like, sir, you can't drop me off right here like this. This is I can't get out right here. I got on white Nikes. These niggas is going to know who I am. I, there ain't no way to call nobody. I'm going to be out here by myself. I got on all types of shit, my MCN. So I had to get out and walk. The funniest shit, bro, I put on my glasses and my backpack, and I was just trucking. And they was like, hey, 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 ain't you on? I was like, nah, I ain't him. Uh, I ain't him. But I got in. The party was cool. <laughs> Hennessy was there. Shout out to Hennessy. That's uh, her sister? Yeah. Her fine ass. Yeah, we had a good time. She's single, you know. She was with her girlfriend. Anyway. Oh, 